This is yours. This is ours. This is mine. What's up and welcome to Minds. I'm your host, Jay Hernandez, and today I want to welcome you to the post-Thanksgiving food coma recovery, where that lightheaded dreamy feeling isn't from a couple puffs of a funny cigarette. No, this haze is caused by the Armageddon-style feeding frenzy that ensues when a buffet table's worth of food is crammed down your gullet, just despite the 12 other sets of hands feeding from the same trough a glut that can only be matched by the likes of a visiting college freshman, weary from the taste of ramen noodles and sour cream and onion chips. I gotta tell you, there's only a couple times a year when I can carry that much shame stuffed into my stomach, like a spoiled festering blob. So if you don't feel like a piece of shit right now, it's either that you didn't eat or you ate like one of those annoying modern vegans. But anyway, Today I'm going to bring you a conversation that I had with a good friend of mine, sound guy, recording engineer by the name of Drew Murphy. But before that, I'm going to talk to another good friend of mine by the name of Scott Liss. Um, He's recently moved to L.A. to try to make it, do his thing out there, um, as a lot of uh, artists and aspiring musicians and creative minds alike do. His new album, Modern Isolation, uh, well anticipated by all of us, his friends and people that know him and his fans, um, set to come out on January 12th, which I'm looking forward to. I know my wife's looking forward to it. She loves his work. Uh, I do also. I uh, can't uh, spin it enough. Other works that he's done are Skylines, uh, under the name of Night Only Visual, that uh, was one of his uh, initial works. And also uh, Blackpool Letters, which was by Scottless in the 66 when he had his rock band thing going. Both uh, amazing pieces of work. Uh, both recorded by Paul Ritchie at Retromedia Sound, as well as a couple other hands in in, uh, in the Blackpool Letters um, album that I don't remember off the top of my head right now. Uh, but if you know if you look them up, you can you can check it out and see all the the inlay details and all that. So if you go to scottlist.com, you can actually check out another unreleased EP that he had that I just recently discovered because I guess just flying under the radar and uh, being sort of the quiet type. This guy. Um, you know, he's just, oh, he's always busy, but he's not the uh, flashy sign, look at me, check out my latest thing kind of guy. So, uh, you know, he released a couple things without me even knowing. I know he's got a bunch of videos out on YouTube if you check him out there. Uh, I know I was surprised to find um, quite a selection of different things I could, you know, I can fill my Scottless needs with. So, so that, that was a nice conversation. It was good to catch up and hear what he was doing, hear that uh, he's the same Scott that I remember from... Uh, from, you know, just the various conversations we'd had in the past, just shooting the shit, catching up. Another guy that always gave me uh, the time of day whenever I would just ask how he was doing, you know, ask him about different things uh, regarding his craft and songwriting, since I, too, am a, am a songwriter. I'll be getting uh, getting to something in that regard a little later. So in a minute, I'll, you know, I'll be talking to Scott over the phone. I wasn't able to get him down here before he left. And rather than wait for him to come back and uh, try to wrangle him down into the Sungeon for a conversation. I figured I would just, you know, get him on the phone, see what he was up to. Uh, it all sounded pretty good, so I'll be bringing you that in a minute. And then afterwards, I'll be talking to Drew, um, who's working sound right now at the Brighton Bar 
He's a recording engineer. I mean, I found out a lot about him that I didn't really know. Uh, we met in high school. He was a senior, and I was a freshman, I believe, in small engines class. And I was quite a strange group we had going there, but it was a lot of fun. Mr. Franchino with the uh, take a seat and, uh, you know, showing us highlight tapes from his basketball days. The video on slow-mo and uh, showing us over and over this one uh, layup. Uh, and uh, and uh, this one dunk in particular that he got in somebody's face. You know, it was always a good time in that class. Always uh, somebody chasing somebody, uh, you know, wrenches and, and hacksaws flying around. At one point, uh, we even got a lawnmower or two started. It was, uh, it was pretty good. I don't remember too much from it because I wasn't really applying myself, but that's for another time. So getting into music and getting myself out into the scenes and the different bars and stuff, it was nice to run into Drew at one point, um, and see that he was doing sound. I, you know, I didn't, I didn't know, I never really caught up or kept up with him. So, uh, to, to bump into him in that environment was pretty cool because I could see him at work. He was a dedicated guy. He's always getting everybody set up nice and quick. You know, he asks you what you need, gives you what you need, kind of knows what you might need if you don't know what you need and, uh, can, you know, you know, really work the room as far as sound goes. The Brighton's always had a good sound to it. It's kind of a, funny shape so there's a lot of reverberation and and echoing bouncing off of this uh this little triangular shaped corner that the stage uh turns into but like you'll hear uh you know he's got a good sense of um of the room and 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 what you might need and what the room needs as far as if it's a full room or an empty room or you know people crowding the stage or you know other people as as we talked about setting up on the floor instead of on the stage so you're in front of the monitors which can cause its own unique set of problems but i found that a lot you know and we got to touch on a couple things uh, about our past and but as far as learning things uh, i think i hit the nail on the head for myself i got some answers on a couple things that i wanted to know and you know pretty much got from him what i needed so without further ado i'm just going to Sit here and recover from overeating again on this second day of Thanksgiving for me that I'd like to celebrate with my my mother and, and my sister and their family and in and, and the Red Bank area. Here we go. going on, Scott? Not much, man. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Good, man. Just chilling at home. Just had some uh, lunch with Dave and Gately and got back here it's like a little bit before I texted you. Cool, man. So you got uh, you got some familiar people out there to hang out with? Yeah, definitely. You know, it's, it's actually surprisingly quite a number of people from Jersey that, that are in our crew out here, but... Uh, That's pretty cool. It's a pretty, pretty wide circle, but... um. Yeah, Dave and Kaylee live like right around the block from me, so I, I see them probably more than anyone else. Nice. Yeah, I ran into uh, Kaylee at the Parlamop show at the at the Pony a few weeks ago. Uh, oh, true. Yeah, when they were when they were home. That's awesome. Yeah, she said. Uh, she said they, you know, they see you uh, pretty often. She mentioned you live close. Uh, uh so that's cool. Yeah, it's great. So, so what are you up to? Um, just you know, like at the moment, like right right now, just uh, playing yeah, like, and, like right um, this second. <laughs> I met a drummer, uh, you know, last month, and we've been jamming and working on the new stuff that I that I have, and so I'm just cutting demos for him so we could so he could learn the songs, and then so uh, when we have our rehearsals, 
comes into it kind of knowing the changes and everything already so yeah he's up to speed that's uh that's actually the way i i like to do things because uh you know you got the microphones you got the, the interfaces so you can just kind of piece a song together and send somebody something at the uh the proper uh bpm and all that and then they can kind of you know get up to speed before you guys actually meet up it's a good way to do things. So, what have you been up to? I guess just uh, in the recent, uh, recent, I guess few months since you since you went out there. Yeah. Um. Well, been trying to and learning how to hustle. You know, it's it's fucking different out here. Um. That's for that's for sure. All but, right. Um. Yeah, I've been going to a lot of shows. I'm I'm trying to get familiar with like the LA music scene because it's you know Asbury is just a square mile of familiarity you know and right right everybody kind of everybody kind of knows each other and we all know what we're doing and you know it's interesting and it's just like a like an extended family there but here it's just i mean it's a major city and it's just so different so i'm just trying to get my head wrapped around like what kind of bands there are what are the different type of venues who who's who and uh trying to find other artists that i could produce and just um yeah, pretty much just learn the music scene out here for all different aspects of it. Just get familiar with it so I could feel like this is actually uh, home. You know, some kind of a home base. Yeah, definitely. Instead of just a temporary thing, because I don't plan on it being that. Yeah, it's it. I would imagine it's easy to be in that mindset where you can just uh, feel like you know you're not going to be there anymore. Like oh, I'll just go. I'll go back. You know, I'll go back home. Yeah, whatever, there's, no, but... there's no going back. Yeah, 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 yeah man. Awesome. So, do you find any pockets where you feel like your music can fit in, or where you could uh, kind of pick up on uh, some artists that you could produce? Yeah, I have. You know, I've been working with a couple of people, uh, not permanently, but just getting together uh, with a few different people that wanted me to try certain styles for them, and other people that are more along the lines of what I did for Mark, a couple other acoustic singer-songwriters, um, and just doing some demos in my home. You know, I have a little studio area set up here uh cool and you know as far as playing you know my own stuff and sitting in there there's there's a handful of venues where i think they're perfect they're, they're, there's you know for the meanwhile i'm just doing acoustic stuff while i work with this drummer and we get something else going on but the, there are places that are just listening rooms uh which is fucking great you know i love the idea of people just coming to listen to an artist that they have no idea who they are they just want to hear different music new artists and that's like that's that's great for me. Yeah. Wow, that uh, sounds awesome. Yeah, because it's it's it seems like it's less uh uh what's the word I'm looking for? But, but just it's more free rather than having a preconceived notion of, you know, what kind of show you're going to see or familiar bands where you got a couple other um, you know, and other artists uh just sort of tacked on to something where the you know, they fit the scene or whatever. It sounds like it's more of a um you know, just kind of go and, and see what's going on around in, in the area type of feel to that. That's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. Yeah. Well, uh, where we're a go, so um, for our listeners, I'm talking to Scott Liss, uh, an artist formerly of uh, the New Jersey area who's uh, relocated to L.A. And um, so uh, I guess you got uh, your first release was uh, Night Only Visual. Then you did yeah. the Scott Liss and the 66. And now um, are you just going to keep this – your 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 next thing just Scott Liss and have it uh like your like a solo thing but with a band or are you doing um more of just like a, a centralized thing on yourself or like what what's what's your approach on the new stuff you're you're up to? 
kind of, well, I mean, it's going to be released on the disc 19 because, you know, it's just the most appropriate, I feel. But um, it's, right. it's kind of, in my mind, has been not only visual, too. It's been a follow-up to the first record because the one in between with, you know, the 66 yeah. was just very different from, you know, what I naturally gravitate towards. You know, I, I had a, a killer... Uh, rhythm section on Gianni Scalise on bass and, you know, a couple of different drummers, Cristana Frio uh, and Sam playing on some stuff uh, for the for the 66 project. Yeah, that's so, like uh, probably the, the, the most solid rhythm section you can have coming from uh, in this area. Yeah, so I mean, having having them, you know, uh, along to, to, to help me out, I kind of wrote for more of a heavy sound and, and, you know, in a more rock direction, but that's not really... Um, what I wanted to do on this project, I kind of just went back to, you know, diving into the depths of my brain and just being, you know, a little fucking introvert again and just working on, you know, what, pretty much from the same place that Night Only Visual came from uh, originally, but I'm not going to use Night Only Visual as the name because that was a specific thing at that point, but now just, uh, yeah, now you, I'm me. Exactly. You seem to that was sort of uh maybe even like a like a shell that you were in and, and you, you hatched from that, uh, you know, sort of arrived and then started building from there. I hatched I hatched like a bird. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Mark man. Mellister would love that. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a good uh, good analogy, especially with your, your bird uh posts. What's your, your bird's name? Uh my bird is named Beebe. Beebe? Beebe, yep. Beady. that's that's cute that's awesome yeah I like i like your bird I, I haven't had uh too many good experiences with birds like liz makes fun of me i was <laughs> i was over at a uh, string beans house one summer a few years ago just uh, playing the guitar and it landed on my shoulder i'm like cool you know like whatever like i just i kept it going i was a little nervous because I, I i don't know exactly how to how to be around birds but uh, as soon as i stopped playing the thing started like not like you know going for blood but it was just like grabbing at my ear and like at my neck and i just started to freak out I don't know what to do, you know, so I'm just like, <laughs> Liz is laughing at me yeah. from across the room. She's like, just keep playing, keep playing. And I'm like, all, yeah. all right, all right. And, you know, I'm just not, yeah, I guess. they want the attention, man, depending on what kind of bird it was. Like, t- tropical birds are typically, you know, the ones that are that are more frequently pets, and they want attention. They're very social creatures. So if you kind of, you play with them and they're interested in it, and then you stop, they're going to screech at you, scream at you, and, like, try to get your attention again because they want to play. So maybe that's kind of what... <laughs> okay, because I, you know, because I just don't, I don't know anything about birds, so man, and, and you know, it's funny because I'll see the same kind of people, or you know, the same thing happen to people that go come around my cat, who's the most docile, you know, <laughs> chill, feral cat you'd, you you'll ever meet, and they're right. they're like freaked out, and I'm just like, no, just he's cool, man, like you could like you could like punt him across the room, and he'd just be like, okay, that's fine, whatever, but like, I just you know. I don't know how how I don't I don't know birds, man. That's it's, but that's what, going from your description. That's I feel like that's pretty much what happened. You know, it was yeah. like why'd you stop playing? And it, like like I said, it wasn't going for blood, so it was just I guess kind of poking at me. Like keep playing, keep playing, guy. Yeah. Like what what you do? That's, that's I think is more frequently what happens. But sometimes there are just crazy freaking birds out there that are just that are just out for blood. They just want to be <laughs> little bastards. See, see, so I'm just, I, I freaked out, man. That was funny. <laughs> Jesus. But, um, yeah, I like, uh, I like what I'm hearing from, from the new album, uh, that you recorded oh, out here. You, yeah. So you guys did that over at Retro? I, I can't remember if that was. 
Yeah, we did. We recorded at Venture Media in uh, Red Bank. Cool. How many I tracks you got on there? How many? I'm sorry. Say it again. How many tracks you got on that thing? Uh, Eleven tracks. Awesome. So what's what do you have planned for that release? Because I know you haven't released it yet, right? Um, it's not released yet. No, it's going to be uh, released uh, the second week of January. Of uh, you know, so a couple months from now. Oh, okay. Um, All right. That's cool. Yeah, I'm giving myself a little bit of time out here. You know, I, I really want to put it out at this point. Um, you know, I've been sitting on it finished for a little a little while, but since I moved right after it was mastered and completed, um, I want to give myself a little while out here to get more developed uh, and just comfortable in this area. So I have a little bit going on here where I could release it to, as well as friends that have an interest in it, fans that have an interest in it back in, in Jersey. Yeah, yeah, cause, yeah, cause you don't want to be the new guy with the new thing, cause you're just essentially like you're you're whole, you're just like a completely new thing, so you could easily be overlooked. Um, oh yeah, totally. And just passed no by after yeah. spending you know so much time and putting so much effort into something that you know you really wanted to be you know your next your next big thing. Um, so I, I know. Wanted to be right, you know. I'm I'm I. Sorry, I go ahead. What? No, no, no. You go ahead. I just wanted it to be right. I mean, it takes. It takes me. It's a choice the way that I work, but it takes you know a little, a little longer than ideal. But I just kind of chase a vision that I have in my head, and, and so it's, you know, I work to get it to get it right. Yeah, well, that's the way you got to be. You know, you, you just got to follow your heart. And I know, um, not personally, but just from following music over the years, when you are, you know, the solo artist who goes under a band name, you you get more of the band feel, and like you have a, a few more people that are into the promotion and and it just has like more of a it just feels like it covers more ground just by itself and you 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 took the the road where you're putting it under your name so it's essentially going to be you and a representation of you so i think uh, in order to do that you'd have to be a little more careful as to how you know how and when things get put out you know um what kind of uh you know, how it's represented, you know, whether it's like, you know, you want to make things, you know, seem dark and mysterious or just more of like a, a poppy, outgoing, you know, thing that, um, you know, that you just that just screams, you know, for attention or whatever. So, you know, I, I, I really respect the fact you're, you're going for the, you know, the artist name thing because that's, you know, it's a, it's a whole nother ball game when you do that. What do you feel like, uh, like, I have in my head what I want to say. I just can't seem to put it in a question form, but, but do you, I guess, do you have any trepidations over, over that road? Do you feel like, um, there's any necessary roadblocks in your way or, or you just, you're just following your heart and you're going to take it where you want to take it? Um, a little of both. I mean, like, I'm ultimately following my heart, uh, because that's the only way that I can, for better or worse, that's the only way that I could live with no regrets after the fact, even if I, totally fail at whatever it is that I'm trying to do as long as I stay true to what it is that I think I'm supposed to be doing in that moment then you know that's that's all I could that's all I can do because if I just if I don't follow what I what I think I should be doing then I'm I don't know it just doesn't do well for me but as far as like releasing something as a solo artist just under under you know a single name uh-huh. I think it's it's it is more difficult because I mean it, it is everybody's a dude with a guitar. And right. it's like, you know, I fall into that category and it's just, it's so easy to just 
think, all right, there's a singer-songwriter or someone that calls himself a singer-songwriter. I, I already know what it is. I don't care about it. And it's just, you're up against that. Right. And it's um, maybe a little, maybe a little, you know, unfair at certain points because just because someone is a solo artist or someone is, you know, a singer-songwriter, whatever they're calling themselves, doesn't necessarily dictate the kind of music that they're writing and, and what they're trying to do, so... It's, right. it's an uphill battle, but uh, one you're willing to take on. Yes, yeah, I, I have to. And from what I hear from your uh, your little uh, vignettes uh, on Instagram and stuff, uh, you've got a pretty good arsenal of um, of uh, of tunes out there, man. You got a you know some dark stuff, some a little more upbeat stuff. Uh, I love the the finger picking going on, and um, Thanks, man. you know the general flow of everything. It's it's nice because it's not. Uh, uh, whatever it's not, it's just really, um, it instantly clicks with an emotion. Uh, you can either relate to it, um, you know, at a at a lyrical level, or just you know, just listen to it, uh, 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 just you know, buzz along, and and it just feels good. I know these are just like fifteen second or, or you know, ten second clips we're talking about, but I'm sure that's a good representation of of you know the 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 entire song or whatever, and uh, and the album seems to have a pretty good feel already just from the stuff that you've been putting out there. Oh, thanks, man. Um, so, what would you say was uh, was like a major influence on this particular album? Um, I would say just emotion. You know, I mean, I know that's a very general answer, but it's like it's it's a, in my mind, it's about a lot of things, kind of both internal and external. And I think probably the recurrent theme is uh, loneliness. Uh-huh. But not necessarily in like a sad kind of way, but more in just a a real way, addressing it and understanding it and diving into it and just feeling disconnected from the world around you. You know, I imagine everybody can relate to that at like different uh, different points in their lives and to like different degrees. And so for me, that's kind of what I took on, just observing that within myself and around me and um, turning it into song. I like that. I like that, Cause especially the the way you put it, where it's not, you know, loneliness or solitude, but not in a sad form, just in a sense of, you know, getting to know yourself. And like you said, you, you sort of uh, stripped yourself of the, the whole rock um, heavy edge and uh, made a return to your initial um, influences, which made for a really interesting sound on the Night Only Visual release, because you can put that on and... And the music, you know, it's got an eerie sense to it. Um, you know, there's some there's some early folk, uh, um, you know, pieces that 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 come out. Um, but this one just, see, you know, it's going to have a more matured uh, edge to it because, you know, obviously it's been quite some time since then. And you also took on you know, a couple different roles with, uh, you know, being like the the rock persona and all that, and um, and just brought it back to uh, Scott Liss. So um, I also noticed that uh, upon you know before you left that you had uh, you had posted a picture of a folder of stuff for um, for a fourth album uh, that yeah. you had already prepared. So is that is that the way you go about doing things? You start writing these songs and then start developing ideas for uh, how you're going to pre-produce it and you know how you, I, I guess I guess how you want it to come out on album in the end. Yeah, I mean it just all kind of comes. Uh, to me, oh, I don't know if it comes to me, but it becomes more clear what it is that 
I'm trying to do in my mind as time goes by and whenever it is that I get a clear picture, I write down my thoughts and you know, I work on the songs constantly and I might be working on two albums from now um, as I'm recording, you know, this one or something, but I don't really, I don't necessarily know where, where things are supposed to fit in until the picture continues to get more clear and I just have multiple notebooks and folders of, of scraps of paper and books and just chicken scratch notes of just bullshit but it all eventually kind of fits together and what I posted you know that, that the thing that I think you're referencing now that's probably going to be the complete or the first half of this next uh, this next record the next thing that I'm going to start recording hopefully uh, right after the holidays um, oh wow well, you're going to jump right on it huh I have to yeah I don't want to I want to do things a little bit differently. I took my, you know, like I said, it was a choice to take my time and work in a certain way on this last one, but I can't have that much time going to a record again if I want to, you know, be able to keep moving. Um, I did what I wanted with this last record. I got it. I achieved what it was, you know, as close to it that I think I could, you know, what I wanted. And now with this one, I just want to dive and move. And I, you know, songs are a little bit more stripped too. I, 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 you know, I, Got a nice full production on this record. The one that's I'm not in isolation is what it's called. That's coming out soon, uh, and I want more of a stripped version of a record, you know, next. So that'll be a little bit easier for me to take on and move more quickly. Yeah, yeah. So the the drummer that you're working with, essentially, you're going to be. Are you sending him newer stuff? Or are you trying to get trying to get him familiar with, um, I guess your your catalog so far, so you can kind of jump on to playing some shows and stuff. Yeah, he's been he's been learning uh, the last couple records and the, the one I just finished. But um, more of what I'm asking for him right, from him right now is to focus on the new stuff that I'm uh, writing and that I want to go in and record soon. Just because I want to keep moving forward, and I don't, you know, I would rather focus on that. I could play this stuff solo, and then you know, as I'm developing myself in LA in this area, and then. You know, he and I can work on being able to bring that stuff to life as we're also working on moving forward with new stuff. So, you know, we can go and record that without any, without too much time between. Yeah. Uh, okay. I like that. I like that approach because you, and you, because you could just play all this stuff by yourself. You're, you're, um, you are familiar with that, uh, from just playing in the city around here, I know, and, and doing, uh, you know, just solo acoustic shows. I like that. It's a good, you know, it shows the other side. You know, you can build everything up and, and have, um, you know, a whole band helping to represent your sound. But if you can bring it to, you know, just a stool and a couple microphones, that really shows another side. Yeah, well, that's where I feel most comfortable. I mean, I write everything just <laughs> as a guy with a guitar. I mean, at, at the core, everything has to be just a, a solid song. Right? You could play and strip down to just, you know, the, the melody and the lyrics and a chord progression um so if i can just represent that you know or if i can play that and perform it that way um you know until i can bring full production to the stage and then you know that's fine i love that i love it right yeah you never seem to be uh, afraid of that or like it was a you know the the stripped down nature of it never seemed to be um a scary thing for you you seem to be right at home up there do you ever think about uh like forming a heavier band or something with just a little more of an indie edge and 
um, a little more rock, I guess, uh, oriented? Um, not really. I mean, I just kind of, I think something like that for me would happen naturally. Like I would initially think, all right, now it's time to legitimately put work into putting a band together. And then if it hit where it hit the point where the band was vibing and it started to feel like we needed to push into a more aggressive, you know, rock vibe, then I think that would just naturally happen. But to preconceive it and decide that I'm going to put together that kind of band beforehand, I, I, Okay, so, so you're talking about like if you were uh, just putting a band together for yourself, um, for your stuff, or just in you know to to have um, other musicians to play with, that it would it would find a natural progression to it rather than being like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a rock band now, which is kind of yeah, how and, and and also just putting together a band where it's like a collaborative uh, thing. Like I mean, I I think that would happen just naturally if it was meant to happen, um, but going into it with that in mind beforehand is not something that I is not really where I'm at right now I don't really have an interest in that right alright so um how's your search going for finding artists to produce out there because I, I listened to the Mark thing uh, Lights and Love and it was awesome it was it was cool because it had those uh, like similar eerie undertones that your albums have had and just little things that kind of jump out at you and um, you know knowing what studio you recorded in and uh you know knowing your other stuff it just kind of you know it's cool because it, it helps to transport me you know to that room and and just imagine how it was going down and you know you get to like there's some video clips and pictures of like you know you guys behind certain instruments and stuff which is always cool but uh so you you intend to bring that same kind of production style to uh to new artists and stuff yeah well i mean it really depends on the uh the type of artist and what we're going for. But, I mean, I have certain things that I like and certain things that I want to hear, and I guess that is what makes, you know, me the type of producer that I want to be. There are other producers that can fully strip away whatever they want and solely give the artist what they ask for. But sometimes there are artists that are up in the air with what they want or that are, you know, open to collaboration, and that's where I and most comfortable in what I have, you know, the most fun doing because Mark, you know, Mark was like the perfect, the perfect artist for me to, to, uh, to work with because he's a really talented artist, great, great songwriter, great singer. And he, he came, you know, came to, he started to want to, you know, put together this record right. and he didn't really have a, an idea of the overall picture of what he wanted it to sound like. So together we were able to figure out, what kind of sound it was supposed to have and as as we went along and that's kind of you know he let me produce he let me put in my input and he pushed me back when i needed to be pushed back right and same with him i mean and that's that's what i like and, and so i'm trying to find other artists out here that are open and that are not just going to use me as you know a tool to achieve their vision which is also cool but not what I want to be doing at this particular moment. I'd rather have the artistic freedom to be given at least a little bit of room to to, to tweak and mold, like. and mold. Yeah, yeah, and I like being pushed back too. Mark was really good at that. Mark put his foot down when I got a little a little wild with <laughs> some of the <laughs> ideas that I had, and that's what I like because it's like you know because then you know if, if if I can just come come in and steamroll an artist, then it ultimately ends up just being. I don't know, probably not as good if the, as if the artist just pushed back and said, no, this is what I want. 
Right, so, right. It was cool. I hope to be doing to be working with Mark again. I mean, that was a, that was a hell of a lot of fun. That's cool. Do you guys have anything in the works, or probably not, not right, uh, not as of yet. No, we don't. We don't have anything in the works right now. But I know that he's uh, writing and recording a bunch of demos on his own, and um, you know, I'm hoping that I'm, I'm coming back in the spring um, to visit and hopefully play a show with him. And then I think uh, if he's open to it, we'll we'll try to figure out if we can, you know, if there's a future in, in us working together and, and how we could how we could manage that if, if it's meant to be, and we both, you know. Yeah, yeah, on separate coasts. But I mean, nowadays it's a little easier to, uh, if you really want it, to to be able to do that with the technology and everything. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, when you go in the studio, because I know you, I, I see you have uh, like the folders of notes and stuff pre-production, and I'm sure that's been your method for probably quite some time. Um, uh, I would imagine that you go in there, you know, obviously with the the stripped down song first, get an idea of how it sounds, and then start. Um, building up from there, from your notes, you know, as far as like, you know, auxiliary percussion, um, maybe like, you know, xylophones and stuff like that. Uh, do you tend to follow your notes, um, like more so, uh, like stringently at the beginning and then kind of build from there, see what sounds natural, what sounds good, or, or is it more of a, like a more organic experience where you're following them, but as you build it, it can kind of go in, in whatever direction. Uh, well, I kind of spend so much time with it in my head before going into the studio that I kind of get a picture of how things are supposed to fit together beforehand. And, like, I, I definitely, you know, the, thing, the funny thing, I have so many goddamn notes, but I don't usually revisit them. Uh-huh. I just I just find that if I don't at least write down my ideas initially, I will never, you know, I have, I have trouble forgetting them because my brain is, is just a million bits of things going on at, at, at one moment. It's hard for me to kind of keep track of them sometimes. And so it's like when I write them down and commit them, you know, I just write them down. Then I remember them because then it's just, it just something clicks. And then I go in and I kind of follow what's in my head and, you know, chase how things need to sound because I have that picture. Sometimes I look at the notes again, but I kind of let things just go as they need to. I do things out of order sometimes. Like sometimes I don't put the start with auxiliary percussion I start with weird things and then I don't put the vocal down until everything else locked in place and then we finally hear the true nature of the song once the, the vocal's in and other times it's you know opposite that it just kind of depends on how clear of a picture I have going into it or just right. the way that I, that I feel like the, the song needs to needs to be you know I mean a lot of the time I'm just trying to figure it out along the way as I'm doing it and things change you know yeah, I can imagine now. Now you know, with you saying so, I can imagine that with the things that you really love, like the ideas and uh, the things that you really want to follow, that you remember them. You remember writing them down, and when you want to reference it, and you get to that point where you're ready for it, you know exactly where to find it. And otherwise, um, having just written it down, you sort of commit it to memory um, yeah. alongside. Yeah. I like think we t- I think we talked about that before a few years ago, or no, more than a few years ago, a number of years ago. We were talking about just singer songwriters, you and I. Like Elliot Smith was one of them, and like we had a bunch of common interests, and we would talk about like just questioning the process of different songwriters and like how they go about doing it, and like remembering do they remember it? Do they have a clear picture? It's such an interesting. Right. Thing right. Oh, I do remember that. That was uh, that was in your apartment in Red Bank. <laughs> yeah. I had dropped yeah. off a CD. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, you did. That uh, Edmund Gardner. Gardner yes. Right? Yep. Yeah, that was awesome, man. I, I I still have that. That was that was a great CD. 
Nice. Yeah, I've been, I've been. Thank you, man. Thanks. It's yeah, and that's just like a little bit of uh of what you're talking about, where you know some things kind of, you know, some songs write themselves. Uh, others, if they're a little weird, you kind of, you know, um, the one specifically on there, uh, the Modern Hell song, uh, it was kind of from the middle out. It had like a more straightforward piece in the middle, and then I kind of took this weird thing and attached it to both ends, and it it just became. I remember, yeah, I remember that conversation now, how we were talking about, uh just how you go about you know the i i i remember it was uh aimed specifically toward the weirder stuff because those are the songs that i looked at you know with more um more longing like like how do you write something like that uh does it you know does it come naturally or do you know whatever so that's that's funny you bring that up because uh that's a that's a fun memory of mine yeah mine too man i love talking about stuff like i mean you're like all your favorite artists and the people that influence influence you and the people that you forever look up to even the ones that you know yeah just the ones the artists that, that really stick with you you just wonder what their their train of thought was and how similar you know their their artistic you know writing process was to some of your other artists and to you and it's just it's uh, it's, it's awesome man it's art and creativity and just thinking about it it's just a beautiful thing it is and, and and the more you like listen to you know interviews and just uh you know just have conversations about it the, the universality just seems to to hit home you know and just make you feel like you're a part of this thing that's just you know generational and uh and never ending you know it yeah, it, it like, came from nowhere and and it's just going to keep going forever yeah dude definitely it's great so um so how are you liking it out there i like it i am still not at the point where it feels like a home but i don't really know how long that takes and like the only place I ever felt like I was home anyway was uh, Asbury Park. So it's like, you know, all the places I lived before that never felt like it. So maybe this is not going to feel like it for the extent that I'm living. It's just a very different place from Asbury where right? it's just walkable. And, uh, you know, out here it's not walkable. Everything's so freaking spread out. And everybody is constantly hustling. Which right. Which is just, uh, you know. Well, that's the place. That's the place everybody goes, you know, to to make it. Um, so yeah. I could imagine that, make you know, it. it's a constant hustle, man. Yeah. That's such a funny thing, man. I, I People that I meet out and that we, we talk about, you know, oh, why are you here? What are you doing? It's always that phrase, make it. Yeah. You know, you got to come here if you want to make it in this. And you gotta, you, we're trying to make it in that. It's just like, what does that, what does that mean to you? And it kind of causes me to wonder, what does that mean to me? And right, right. And what exactly is it? <laughs> yeah. what exactly is it what are you trying to make what is it that you're gonna make but then again to to talk about la uh you can try a million ways but without that phrase you're never gonna touch on it and you know w- without that phrase you can almost not even categorize it uh like a, a conversation about la because you know that's yeah. just essentially what it is you know yeah it's a great place though from i mean i talk about it as as if i'm you know a little as as if it's like a little foreign to me. I mean, it, it is a little foreign, but so far I love it. The thing about it, it shocked me. Everybody is super nice. Like I'm used to the edge of like East Coast, which is is funny because people think East Coasters are kind of mean, but I think it's just that we're abrupt and we're we're deliberate and to the point. Right. And out here, people are like very laid back and relaxed and super friendly, and it's just that. I didn't expect that until I actually got here and saw that. And I, I love that. I love that I could feel a little more, a little more chill and a little less, a little less crazy. 
<laughs> I like that. A little less crazy. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> well, that's good, man. Sounds like you got a. Sounds like at least you got a hold of what you know what it is you're trying to do. Just kind of get a get a station out there, meet some people, get a feel for the scene. Um, you're writing. You're you've got something uh, all already put together that you're ready to release soon, which is great. Liz is gonna love hearing about that because she's been. Uh, she asks me like I'm like I like I. She's like, when's uh, I, I, I don't I don't know. I, <laughs> I haven't talked to Scott since the last Parlor Mob show when he was in town. Like I. What? Oh, oh, let me call him and all right, Scott. You have to release this tomorrow. You know. Liz <laughs> <laughs> says you have to put it out yeah. right now. She's upset. Uh, release it. It's time. It's time. Yeah, I was time a while ago, man. But I'm just a I'm just a wonky dude. <laughs> you know what? It, it was... I you know I got caught up in that. Like I get it. I understand where that comes from because uh, even with the purple sun stuff. Uh, at, even at the level that we were at, like we're, we were just literally still just a, a basement band. Um, I just wanted to hold out a little bit or just, you know, work on the tunes a little bit. And, you know, after our first recording sessions, I'm just like, can't we like do it again? Or, or you know, can we just listen to it? Can I just listen to this like a thousand times first before, you know, we take the next step? Because, I, you know, I don't know. I, I get it, though. You just you just you want it to be graceful and beautiful when you know people start hearing about it and then you know it builds something up and then finally when it's released rather than it just like falling out the back door like oh there it is you know yeah. you, you like it you like is it cool which what's your favorite part you know like that's what it felt like was happening when when uh when other people were sharing the control of you know what we were doing where you know i felt like i was putting my heart and soul into these things and kind of the you know the chief songwriter at one point and you know and the other two just wanted to shove it out the door as quick as possible. And I'm just like, it's not even dressed yet. Like, it's naked. Like, you know, can we, like, you know, so I get it. You know, I understand all that. But, you know, you're going to you're gonna put it out. It sounds beautiful from the little clips that I'm, that I'm hearing. Um, I would love to get you down here uh, if you're ever in town with uh, with some time. I'd love to get you down here for, for another one of these, see how you're doing since then, and uh, do, a little, do a little performance down here. That'd be freaking awesome. Yeah, definitely, man. I always have time for you, man. And I, I plan, if not sooner, I'm not quite sure it'll be sooner, but I'm almost certain that I'm going to be back um, uh, around April of 2016. So, you know, I know it's a handful of months away, but when that time comes, um, I'm going to go visit my mom in New York, and I'm going to definitely come down and see all my friends in, in Jersey, and I would love to be able to come down and, and play some stuff for you. Awesome, man. Well, and that's April, too, so that's, that'd be, that put a good few months in between. This way we can uh, we can actually catch up. Yeah, definitely, man. Awesome, and your album will be out by then, and uh, you can do some some old tunes, maybe something new if uh, if you're willing to uh, to let it soar, and uh, and we'll do the thing then. Hell yeah, man! Sounds great. All right, well, it was good talking. I'm glad uh, I'm glad uh, I got to catch up finally with you. It's been uh, it's been kind of kind of hectic around here for me, and I'm sure it's been the same for you. So uh, so I'll see you in April, man. Yeah, right on, man. Sounds good. Thanks so much. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, dude, and have uh, you know, keep it up. Good luck with everything. All right. Right on. All right. Later on, Scott. Later, man. Bye. It's time. So uh, here I sit again, back to doing this thing last minute, you know, between holidays and vacations and work and uh, the usual running around. 
I'm just slapping this stuff together, you know. I'm, you know, I, I just want to apologize because, you know, if the last couple episodes have sounded a little, a little runny, a little, uh, a little loose on the on the edges, it's because I'm just, you know, I am, I'm, I'm spread too thin, and, uh, you know, I'm trying to bring you the best, the best content that I can deliver, uh, but also at the same time trying to, of course, keep my day job and, you know, manage my family and and manage uh you know crazy weeks and as i said before uh holiday weekends holiday weeks and that means cramming more work into the little weekdays that you do have um and then it, as it turned out the vacation to iceland that i took just happened to fall on the week right before thanksgiving which is usually a big work week you know when you're in the service business like i am and uh it just you know it, it tied a lot of things up that that i really couldn't uh couldn't fully manage, you know, uh, but as it goes, you know, nothing really hit the fan, but I was just left with very little time to myself, you know, very little of my own free time, to the, and then that's where I put this stuff together, you know, I, I gather my information, I research people a little bit, you know, if I do get to research them before the interviews, the interviews go well, and then if I kind of scan the interview afterwards, and then do a little more research and kind of just line up my notes, you know, these, these intros and outros go a little better, and uh, things run a little smoother. Um, this one is actually going a little better than I thought that it was going to. It's pretty late right now, and uh, I just ate a big meal, and you know had a you know half an hour drive in between you know my mom's house and getting back home. And you got to put the kids to sleep. I got to set up the computer, the microphones, get all the levels right. You know, get down in the basement, maybe do some notes, and get my head in the right place. Drink a little bit of coffee, and then, and then it's a go. You know, I fire up the mics. I uh, do a little. Heavy breathing and uh, check checks one twos and and it is that I can do to distract myself from the the, the main goal and purpose and then uh, and then I say uh, okay well you, now you, you got to do it I mean I gotta I gotta release an episode in under seven hours anyway like I said I apologize if things seem a little bit uh, hacky or half-assed but. I mean, I'm going to get back on track. It's just a matter of rolling through this uh, this whole holiday weekend combined with the vacation and extra work and just, the you know, the whatnot. But uh, I had a good time talking to Drew, and uh, at the end of it, you know, since he didn't have anything prepared to perform, nor was I, you know, prepared to ask him to perform anything, I figured, you know, since he's a sound guy uh, and, you know, I usually do this stuff on my own when I'm recording myself... I just asked him, I put him on the spot, I said, hey, you know, uh, since, you know, this is what you do, do you want to maybe mic me up for a performance of one of my own songs? I, you know, I've been writing lately, so if you could do that for me, and I could just feel like I'm being, uh, I'm being catered to a little bit, and, and where I can concentrate on the performance, rather than, you know, making sure all the bells and whistles are working and everything's recording right, I could, you know, bang out this song for you. So, that being said, he was kind enough to help me out, and, uh... So I'm just going to bring you a performance of one of my newest songs that I just recently wrote in the last few weeks uh, called That Place. Just one of my solo songs. So uh, so here we go. Eight is your guitar. Eight is my voice. Four, uh, four is the guitar.
Yeah, I've recorded, um, I wrote drums uh, on a tune. Um, I just taught me, you know, I taught myself like a song and uh, recorded drums, bass, guitar, everything down here. I got a, a little 609 for, for you know, it's perfect. It, it's just for guitar. So I'm like, all right, that'll be just for guitar. Yeah, that's good. That's fine, man. Is that better? Yeah, it's fine. All right. So I just, you know, I've just been basically getting creative with the microphones. You know, look, you look, look up, you know, all sorts of stuff on YouTube and, you know, you type one thing in and, uh, you know, hit images and it's like, oh, you know, 
do here and here and uh you know get this many this many inches like the glenn johns uh method for drums whatever is just basically the you mm-hmm. know over the snare and then across the you whatever. should look up the uh the steve albini drum miking he did like a fucking five hour thing about miking drums that i saw and it was just like but that's but that's like more like studio stuff, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what it was with him because I've looked up a couple things and I, I did check out like one like um, half an hour like seminar yeah, thing yeah, that yeah, he did. Yeah, 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 yeah. The thing with with his method is that I had just started doing like this. I had like the X Y thing uh, over top, and then I I found this. I'm like, oh, let's have you know. Um, with his, like, you literally have to like commit to it because it, it it's completely different from you know the the uh, the industry standard mm-hmm. because he likes the whole idea of where. If you're listening to it, it's coming from you know if you were standing behind the kit, sure, uh, as you would hear it, you know, yeah. uh, you know, live or I guess in front of the kit, he, listening to it, you know, like a band playing. Um, whereas when you mic it this way, essentially you have the uh, drums coming at you as if you were playing sure. the drums. So yeah. that's that's what it was. So that's re- that's really the only reason why I didn't uh, you know dive right into all that. But I like I like his his frame of mind when it comes to that because he basically just wants the band to perform to the caliber that they perform at capture capture everything and and you know his whole thing is like if it takes more than two weeks to put out an album like you're doing something wrong you know <laughs> or the band sucks you know so i i actually know bands like touring bands are like oh yeah like steve albini did this and like he'll 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 do shit for like you know like you know like he'll be like okay i can give you like you know two hours and they'll just fucking do it right right right, right. that's cool i didn't yeah. know that but i mean it it falls uh within his uh you know his methods because like sure, yeah, yeah like yeah. he's like all right if you want to pay me like a certain amount like, yeah, I'll, I'll yeah, do it yeah, i'm yeah. not gonna take points on your you know mu- like you created the music like, but you I'm heard just... he makes all of his like employees wear like work uniforms and stuff like that no nah, like, no nah. you know, like the ghostbusters you un- like the jumpsuits kind yeah of, yeah they all wear those they're nice. all, like they're orange and shit i know he he likes to wear them like casually yeah, yeah like he yeah, goes out yeah. in, in those things so it doesn't surprise me and uh yeah and i heard he keeps that studio you know you would think he would he would try to get points on some bigger name that, that he would do to, to keep that massive ridiculous studio he's got with like the, you know, the, the floors that don't, sure. that don't go all the way to yeah. the walls. So yeah. Like there's the, yeah. you know, like all that. And he's like, no, he's like, uh, I'll just go in and, and try my luck on a hand of poker to, to you know, <laughs> to, to reach, to get the bills for that month or whatever. It's is crazy. This, is this, is this, is this on right now? Yeah, we're rolling. Oh, okay. Okay. We're um, rolling. It's fine. Yeah. Really, yeah. I have a friend who lived in Chicago? Do you know the Villapiano? You know the Vill- yeah, you know yeah, Nick yeah. Villapiano. Yep. You know Mike Villapiano. Yes. Mike Villapiano used to play poker apparently with Steve Albini. Get out! Yeah, Get yeah. Out. So that brings that story full circle. So that's he was probably trying uh, maybe. to earn rent for this. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, and he was working for like I don't know. He was working for some porn site at the time, but I won't get into that. Who Mike? Yeah, I, right. I think so. All right, all right. Okay. Hey, it, p- it pays the bills, man. Yeah. Sex sells, right? Yes. <laughs> I would work for a porn site. Yeah. I, you know, if I had the skills, I'm sure. <laughs> he's, I'm sure he was on the programming <laughs> end, and uh, <laughs> I probably not. I I probably wouldn't get any work done, but. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Unless you're working on like the code or whatever, and they're like, yeah. I'm sure there is some kind of code when it comes to working on a porn site. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so what have you been up to, man? What's uh? What have I been up to? Is that as you? discovered coming in here i've been up to a lot man i got married got two yeah kids. man i'm i'm really happy i'm i'm really happy for you actually I, like i had no I, like i kind of like um when i was listening to one of your other podcasts like oh yeah my kids and like i'm like whoa okay <laughs> i'm like 
that's cool um yeah man congratulations your kids seem really cool and um Thanks, your man, wife yeah. is very pleasant and, yeah um i'm not married i don't have kids I, right. I i have a very um beautiful girlfriend her name's audrey okay and we right. live together in the west end about uh, a block down from where i work and um you know living life kind of yeah know? no i hear it man hear um it. doing sound stuff um you know working the brighton kind of doing freelance stuff um this past summer i got um, an opportunity to work at ocean grove um more kind of like stagehand kind of doing spotlights and stuff like that for like bigger name acts and stuff like that that was okay. fun um you know and still i i got my own pa um <clears throat> working with like you know cover bands doing like uh weddings and like you know charity events and stuff like that and nice so live sound basically. oh yeah pretty much yeah yeah i mean that's what i do and like when it's when it, like when i'm busy i'm busy yeah, and I'm turning down work. When I'm not busy, I'm just like, uh, you know, <laughs> it's, it's just it's it, just the way it, it is. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, but, feast yeah. or famine. That's uh, yeah, it's like yeah. the fucking. Uh, it's like the name of the game right now, man. It's 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 nuts. Yeah, yeah. Know, I luckily came into this winter. Usually, winter rolls around. I clean houses with my wife, and I clean houses with my mom. Oh, cool. Full time. So uh, usually, winter rolls around. And it's just like, oh, we're gonna cancel. You know, like we'll we'll see. Maybe see you in the spring. You know, it's just like yeah. One there's after the no. Next. There's no like reliability. <laughs> yeah, yeah, work. yeah. No. I mean, like I'll look at my schedule at like the club I work at, and then like you know, one month it'll be just like, dude, you're working like seven days a week. Some days are double. Right. I'm like, okay, cool. And then, like the next month, it'll be like you know, okay, um, there's five acts booked, you know, for right, the entire. Right. M- I'm like, what? We'll, uh, we'll, we'll call you. But it's weird, like stuff stuff pops up, people call, you know, and you know, I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's kind of what goes on now. It's basically, you know, because uh liz likes to know you know she's like what's your schedule looking like who's coming here when are no they coming idea here? no idea you don't no idea. because everyone's kind of like you're literally the probably the first person i scheduled three days in advance uh, since i started this thing everyone else it's like you know i try to be touch and go with them with the text not try to be too bothersome because mm-hmm. you know it can get annoying and then it's just like hey you home and i'm like i yeah 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 <laughs> oh gosh yep i'm actually ready i knew you were gonna call me today and they're like, oh, okay okay great you know and she's flipping yeah. out I'm like you know it's kind of but that's with everything that's you know that's with everything but what's, what's crazy is because because i live with my girlfriend and um um she works at a home like like three days a week you know mm. and i work at night so like i'm just kind of like sitting around the house just like what what the hell because i right. work at night you know I mean, right, like, right right and it's just like what am i and she makes you know <laughs> just kinda, she's just like what are you doing i'm like <laughs> what am i supposed to do i'm like I, I work at night you know and you know but you know we make it work yeah well you seem the type of guy that probably just makes the most of you know most of things you yeah, know, yeah, yeah you know i don't know if you uh what you exactly do on your free time or whether it's right or uh, Ma- you know. i mean i just try to relax because um if we're talking about like you know doing sound and stuff like that like it seems like a cool job i guess but like it, it can really be exhausting actually because you know like you're just surrounded by loud music like constantly for hours and hours you know and um the last thing you want to do is like you know go do something crazy you know like i don't know yeah go blast your stereo exactly yeah yeah exactly man i used to love listening to music right on my own time you know and 
it just seems like just because like when you're if you work so much like doing that like it, it gets kind of like yeah yeah I, yeah, I, yeah. I can't really listen to music it's, it's your job it's part I, of yeah, your job yeah I, i'd rather watch a documentary or something you know right right exactly. <laughs> you know, something quiet or read a book or something <laughs> yeah. you know listen to a podcast yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. I, exactly yeah that's been filling my time for the last uh, six months. It's uh, I actually because she you know she's like you have a problem because I would just buy album after album on sure. iTunes because it's so easy you yep. know and then it goes yep. right to my phone I'm like all right yeah I'm gonna spin this thing for weeks and then you know that's that's my plan but then it's like the next day it's like oh you like this like check this out and I'm like oh I like that too and I'm like, yeah hey. sure you know so podcasts really help because they're free essentially if you like them mm-hmm, you can mm-hmm. you know pay for your subscription or whatever and you know check it out but uh but that's you know that's the way it goes so um. So what, uh, from like, I mean, we went to high school together yes, we uh, did. while you were a senior and I was a yes, freshman Yes, in the same, you know, in the same class. Yes. Uh, I don't know if you guys were really like, I tell Liz all the time, I'm like, I don't know. They were like, maybe like the, the easy a guys, you know, like they were like, Oh, small engines. Cool. You know? Yeah. And I'm like a freshman, like, Oh cool. Like, let me, you know, learn how to like do something, you know, with myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I, I have no life skills. So small engine sounds perfect. And I ran into you bunch of guys who was, it, it was, it was you. Matt Bremen Camp. Matt Bremen Camp. Uh, uh, what was his name? Remember Matt Revitz? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt I Re- see Revitz around once in a while. I, You know what? I hung out with him uh, quite a bit. He's at, I think he's in Red Bank. Or last time I saw him, he was in Red Bank. I don't know. Well, but, last time yeah. I saw him, he was in Red Bank, too, but yeah. that was like 15 years sure, ago. Sure, okay. okay. <laughs> but he, my, my, my buddy Dave, his older brother Ruben, who I don't know if you know, uh, uh, Oliveris. Yes. Yeah. I know Ruben. Yeah, okay. Th- those are like my like sure, buddies. Yeah. Oh yeah! Like I'm actually closer with Ruben than I am with Dave. Dave, he has a tendency to, to kind of write people off. Uh, <laughs> okay. When, when he's ready again, I'm there. Oh, I hope I you're not listening, it. Dave. Yeah, I I hope you are listening. Oh you're a boy, you're a fucking asshole, and you need to get your shit together. <laughs> and when you want to be friends again, I'm here. So whatever. Oh man, <laughs> that's how that's like, how it is. Me, I got like, my own podcast. Yeah, Check yeah. me out. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> my show, bitch. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> So uh, I would see Ruben, Matt dude. all the oh time. Yeah. yeah, Ruben. I remember Ruben. Yeah, dude. him and um, him and Matt used to live together. Uh, Matt actually he like grew weed and would sell it to us, and you know, so we were basically oh, man. bringing the rent money to okay. him every, <laughs> every know, other I, night. I didn't know if I was allowed to curse on this thing, <laughs> and uh, apparently, it's yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, it's a free for all, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got no bleep machine. Okay, no, you know. uh, yeah. So that was uh, that was basically my you know, I guess like. I, my, I got my whole high school, you know, career, and then up to about I had my uh, oldest when I was twenty, just about twenty-one. So that's when that's when everything stopped. That's when you know all the, you know, all the good times kind of leveled off. But um, so from from but if I could say one thing, I remember when you were a freshman and I was a senior. But like I remember that like you were kind of like edgy when you came in as a freshman to begin with. Right, right. Like you were just kind of like kind of grungy, kind of punk, you know, <laughs> kind of just like, dude, this guy's all right, man. Like, you yeah, know. you guys are pretty accepting. Oh yeah, totally, cool. man, yeah. totally. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like, like high school's weird like that, you know. But uh, that was the first place that I realized like it, your age really didn't matter if if you had enough like. Yeah, if you had enough something, whatever it was, then you know your particular group would find you, or if you happen to just kind of stumble into it, sure. you know they're like, yeah, hey, you know, coming, coming to the fold, whatever. Of course, you guys would pick on me here and there, but it was just, you know, you guys were, you guys were. Awesome. I never picked on you. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't. You know, we would talk. It was some of the meatheads in in like you know shop class that may have 
If, if anything, I would I would have defended you. Defended oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, nothing. You know, nothing like uh, you know, Adeline or or, or violent. Or remember hacky sacks, man? I remember hacky sacks. Oh my God. So you, yeah, we were all part of that. We were right? like, I, oh, I, dude, we would have, we would be in the same <laughs> hacky sack circle. Yeah, like I yeah. know that dude, Ian McClung. Oh my hacky. God, <laughs> Ian. Was so good. Oh, Ian's 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 around. Ian is um, Ian lives in Philly with his girlfriend. He's in multiple bands. Cool. I actually saw him at a at one of our best friends' uh, weddings uh, a couple weeks ago, and um, he's doing well. He's doing well, and um, he's like uh, like t- I think two or three years sober now, which is I'm really happy for him. And um, I see him once in a while when he'll when he'll like roll through with a new band or something like that. Yeah, and it's yeah. always great to see him. And he's yeah, Ian's Ian's good people. Yeah, that's cool. What kind of music? punk punk um like old school kind of this real punk you know just like uh, he plays guitar ian plays bass oh he plays bass okay. yeah i feel like i knew that but but i you know i wasn't attuned to the whole music scene at yeah, that yeah. age so i didn't uh he was in a band called a as a d which is actually really good which had um this guy sean casey was a singer yeah he um, has another social disease right yeah yeah, yeah ASD. that's yeah, right yeah. sean was so uh, yeah so he was bass player in that which is really they're actually really killer just kind of like in your face like you know like one minute songs yeah like, i remember they had, they then, had a little release what 10 years ago or maybe so, maybe around yeah that yeah time. yeah and it was solid yeah yeah totally yeah. oh yeah they're yeah um they i actually have that cassette and it actually is solid it's just kind of like you know boom yeah yeah then then done yeah yeah and i kind of like bands like that a little bit yeah you know yeah. like as jaded as I am to music, right. I know, like uh, like even though if he wasn't my friend, I'd be like, damn, this is right, this is pretty good, right. Yeah. Well, that for, for same for me because I know Sean Casey plays bass. He's actually yes, yeah, Sean. Sean's Sean's a renaissance man. When I knew that he wasn't playing bass on that project, I was kind of like, oh, like all right, let's you know, like, but Sean's on it, so let's you know, let me sure. see whatever. And then it was fucking killer, man. Mm-hmm. Just like the combination, it was you know a little bit of punk, a little bit of metal. It, it was almost like um, Hot Blood, actually. I. Uh, have you have you heard of Hot yeah, Blood from Asbury? Yeah, yeah. I have yeah. Heard of Hot Blood. I actually just recently I actually, them out. I actually assisted um I assisted engineered on that that record. Nice. Yeah, over nice. at Charlie um Charlie Schaefer's uh, Word of Mouth Studios. Word of Mouth Studios. Word of Mouth Studios. <laughs> Check them out. In Long Branch. Yeah. Go, go record there. Yeah. Um yeah, actually the uh bass player for uh Ron's band uh uh Oh, um, the battery, the battery electric. electric. Yes, of course. Is, yeah, is Hot Blood's guitar player. Yes, and that's how I found yes. them because I've been following Alex. the Battery Electric. Alex. Yeah, yeah, tall, yeah, long, nice guy, haired guy. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, I don't know them too well. I know Ron. Ron's great from like the Fairhaven sure. music scene. That really? I was in for yeah, for like years ago. I don't know. Just, I, I didn't know he was from Fairhaven. Uh, I don't know that he's from Fairhaven, but I know he played drums and was just around in that whole like you know pot smoking, you know, <laughs> like just yeah, just playing music. <laughs> okay. Basement hangs uh, scene. I remember seeing his. You know, like I was familiar. With, I'm like that guy that remembers. I'm like, oh, you were for you know. Um, and then years later, which was a couple years ago, my band Purple Suns started playing mm-hmm. with his band Battery Electric. We actually played a show at. Uh, at Red Bank rehearsal. <clears throat> oh, I've heard about those shows. Yeah, for a mutual friend. I heard. Of my, I, yeah. I heard those shows get out of hand. Well, the one that particular one, they stopped doing them after that because the birthday boy, who I actually inadvertently ended up knowing, uh, threw a cake at somebody and it ended up landing on the mixing board, and it was just like. All right. I'm sure Jim Baglino was really happy oh about that. Oh my god. Oh my god. I want to get his uh, After that one Jim's like we should do more of these. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Starting never. Never. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I I saw him uh at the shows. I knew he was familiar, and then I realized that um I had done I did sound actually at the Saint for about 2 months 
eight or seven or eight years ago. Okay. Uh, under Steve Bambera. Okay. All right. Um, and uh, the um, Predator Dub Assassins used yep. to come in there. You sure. know about them. They're yeah. the, the reggae. You're not the guy who blew up the system, were you? Uh, no, 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 no. No, I met that guy, actually. Okay. No. Uh, I Scott, c- Scott told me that story, and I was just like, <laughs> are you kidding? I got the story from the guy that did it. Because okay. I, I, he, we knew each other loosely from, you know, the, the what about Frank scene, which. Um, oh, sure. That turned into Parlor Mob and stuff. Right. Right. Yeah, right. Okay. So after I left, um, I did that because I was like, oh, you know, I got to find something. And I was messing around with Adobe auditions, recording my own music. And I ran into Steve. I knew his girlfriend through the band. And I was like, hey, can I, you know, give me a job? Can I do sound? And he's like, well, what do you know? I'm like, ah, oh, next to nothing. But, you know, I'll, I'll give it a whirl. And uh, so I I ended up running into the guy and finding out that he had done Saint there and that he he's the one that blew up the system and it was just well uh, you can't really I mean I I don't know all the details right, of it right, right. all I know is Scott told me one time it's just like dude they blew I don't know if they blew out the subs or everything yeah or yeah what. it was it was the, uh, around the base area the subs it's yeah, a, the, the blow yeah, out of the yeah, subs yeah. then. But I just I mean, the that's, story. I mean, that stuff like that. I mean, that's that's like sound guys. Like stuff like that happens, you know. Yeah, yeah. And like, it's one of those things. Like you know, like you have to be like. But that's what. But, but like that's the thing that'll happen. You be like, um, hang me yeah. now. Can I go hang myself <laughs> in the green room now, please? <laughs> Can you pay me too? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Either that or like get me a drink stat or something. Uh, yeah, I know. Well, yeah, because yeah. he had done the guy had done the sound man school i don't know exactly what okay i, I yeah. looked into i was gonna look into it because uh, whatever and yeah. it's just it was just one of those one thing after the next he hit something something started oscillating and and just feeding back and he just tried it it was just one like every single single thing he did after that just f- added to the problem and all of a oh, sudden man. Zoop, oh man and i remember actually scott gave me a look because he knew me so he was friendly with me and he was just like you know just uh uh, you know what you're doing, right? Like, and I'm like, yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. Oh, I, I, oh, yeah. He, I, I'm sure after that <laughs> fiasco and that that multi thousand oh, dollars of fiasco, um, he would be a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually got the, uh, I got a heavy look from from Steve uh, one night because actually Ron was on drums for Predator Dub Assassins. So okay. that's what he would he would fill in because they had multiple drummers. It was like a. Yeah. And um, they're playing reggae, and I learned how to use all the equipment on there pretty quick. So there was this um, delay machine that, uh, you know, you could set it, you know, a tap delay and, and run it through, you know, the, sure. the, the monitors or whatever. And I remember uh, putting you, a delay you, on you, the— You mean for drum, for like snare? Uh, well, like pop, pop, pop. I, exactly. Yeah. I, I figured out how to do it because I, I'm I like, do that sometimes with reggae, yeah. Yeah. And they like it. Like, like, like they don't ask for it, but sometimes I'll throw it in there. Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh! They'll hear yeah, it. Yeah, and they're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah I keep see doing that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so I did that, but I yeah. ran it through his monitor because I wanted him. Like I was like trying to like okay. get his attention, you know. Okay. And I saw his head pop up, and I'm like, yeah. And I'm like looking over, and Steve's like, and then he comes over. He's like, you, you can, you can really cause some fucked up damage. He's like, just keep it out of the monitors, just out of the monitors, because I, I was, I don't know. I guess just I did something that maybe he didn't know that. He he probably just didn't know what I was doing okay. and didn't want me to like screw something up royally. Oh yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. So he's just like, just keeping out of yeah, the new blood, like, new yeah, blood, exactly. Keep it, keep it simple, stupid. Come <laughs> yeah, on now, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm experimenting. Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> blow some shit up tonight, so. dude. I I I've I ca- I've caught myself a, like really like abusing like delay and reverb at certain points where it's yeah. just like 
when you're trying to polish a turd, <laughs> it's just like, dude, how much reverb and delay can I put over anything to make this yeah, sound yeah, good, yeah. you know? You guys are like psychedelic but, grunge, right? It's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> dude, I, I, I'll tell you what. I saw you, uh, what, last week at God's, uh-huh. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he asked for it. He's like, yo, give me some slap delay and some rip, you know, we're, 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 and like, I knew what they were doing be, like before. Cause I remember that band. Right. And I remember Nick and I'm like, Oh yeah. Kind of like a black angels kind of feel, you know, like, and like, Oh, that band was great. They, that was the best band of, of the night. Kill, you know, just killer I, tunes. Yeah. Oh yeah. The yeah. shit they do with timing and, sure, and sure. space and cool backing tracks and stuff like that yeah. too. And it's just like, everything is kind of wide open. Yes. Uh, oh, I, I, I love stuff like that because like, you know, no one's, and no one's playing too loud and you know, it was just like, yeah. But the, the closing band I have, I have issues with, <laughs> but that's another podcast. Is it like the, the two piece thing or, or, oh man. Yeah. I, 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 that's I don't want to yeah, like, right, get into it. I don't want to get into it. I was just like, there, like once the band's just like okay, we're gonna set up on the floor in front of your speakers. Right, right. it won't create feedback at all. Of no. course not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And good, then, good thing my job just got harder at ten o'clock. And then yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like oh, I'm like this band of gods is great, man. This this night's been a cakewalk. We're good yeah. bands like all around actually. And then, and then like okay, I'm not getting it. Okay. Yeah, the next band was cool too. They were you know a bunch of young guys. I'm like oh these are young guys, but they are, they played pretty tight. And yeah. And one guy he's just like oh name a song I'll play it and just you know figured it out right there and uh, that was pretty impressive actually. I'll I, tell you what, like most young bands <laughs> that come through there, like a lot of them are really. T- I'm like I don't. I can't like, you know, be like, oh, I like this genre of music. I don't like this genre of music. That means I'll care less about it. No, I want it to sound as good as it possibly can, you right. know? And like, I'll go from mixing like, you know, a jazz band one night to like a fucking death metal band the next night. Yeah. And then it's, it's just like, you know, like I can't, you know, but like, you know, I notice a lot of the, like the younger bands, they play lower, man. Like they play lower. They trust me. And like, they'll bring in little amps and I'll be like, you want some of that in your mind? They're like, yeah, sure. And yeah, I can yeah. put it through the PA, man. And that's what you want, man. You, I have so much more control. Right. When, right. Like, you know, bands play low. It. Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh my God. You see these guys coming here with full stacks and stuff like that. <laughs> I'm just like, dude, there's three people here, dude. Yeah. 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 You're kill. I'm in the back of the room and you're killing me. Yeah. You know? And you I don't say it like that, on. but it's just kind of like, eh, yeah. But you just want to turn it down down yeah, yeah. All, but all the, the best is when it's like a it's like a mix of like you know water bags people mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like salmon call them water bags because right, they right. absorb sound oh, okay so if i have a half full club i'm happy yeah but when it's empty it's like dude turn down man. everything's i mean everything's off. just yeah. like yeah yeah yeah, they were cool. Uh, uh, you know, and and you got to give it to them. I used to, as much as I used to mock the whole um, uh, rock band, um, you know, the game, you know, uh, like Guitar Hero and all that generation. Because I'm just like, oh, this is gonna cause a whole wave of like, you know, School of Rocks. Yeah, exactly. And just <laughs> these punk fucking asshole kids who don't know shit. Meanwhile, you know, I, I wasn't even following the history of guitar, you know. So whatever. Um, but they really have a sense of control. I mean, they're these young guys, and they come up there, and they're they're pretty impressive for the most part. I've been really kind of sure. put in my place uh, when I, you know, am in the pl- in the position to see a young band, and um, you know, I get like the preconceived notion, I'm like, oh, look at these, you know, fucking young guys. Who's this, you know, uh, Jet, you know? And they start playing, and you're like, okay, all right, okay, they got, okay, he's he's good, yeah. he's a guy, he's a good yeah. mix, he's, he knows how to sing, all right. But you know, 
it's really come around to a point where that generation is pretty impressive and they're doing some cool stuff. And, you know, whether you have the saturation or not of the bands, the ones that can't do it, just stop, you know, and mm-hmm. the ones that are, mm-hmm. do have the talent and whatever they're, they're doing it and they're doing it well. But going back to like, like that goes back to like, you know, like school of rock and like those kind of, um, this like multiple offshoots of that, like school Academy and or yep. rock school Academy and, or, you know, like all that stuff. There's like, hundreds of these things. And, yeah. and like, and like, and like we host them and I'll tell you what, a lot of these kids are amazing. Yeah. They have more, they have more understanding of like, you know, even stage volume yeah. than most you know, yeah. bands. And this is like a shows that like, these are like three hour shows where like between every song, they're changing instruments and stuff like that. Right. You know, right. and like, and like these, I see a kid playing drums one second, and then playing guitar next. I'm like, oh, okay. It were, I mean, sometimes it's a total train wreck, right? But right, most right. of the time, it's 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 really um, impressive. But uh, but yeah, but that, but then there's that thing where it's, it's kind of like prefabricated, you know, where like kids will be like, you know, like when we were in high school, man, if you wanted to start a band, you didn't do it through School of Rock, you, right? You, right. You had to get in there with the CD people, right? right. With like the band, <laughs> CD, like the CD band people. Yeah, yeah, man. And like you know, find a guitar on the curb. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. You got lucky. Yeah, yeah. But now, I mean, like, I mean, yeah, I, I guess there is an aspect of like you know, with like School of Rock and with like the parents are kind of shouting down their throats a little bit. Like the right, kid, like, right. like, I don't know, almost to the point where it's like the kid who doesn't want to play soccer, but like his dad yes. is a soccer player kind of. And know? now you've got and rock. Yeah. And, and, and now, yeah. but I think I'm like really young, man. I, I've seen, there's like fetuses on that stage sometimes. <laughs> I'm just like, are you kidding me? But I, I, I'll tell you what, I've seen like a five-year-old do like a, um, like a Janis Joplin song. I'm like, that's pretty good. Like, all right, okay. <laughs> that's pretty good, actually. And that's what I'm saying. You know, like, yeah, you're yeah. Like, okay, all right. Yeah, no, all right. But it's it, it's weird because at, yeah, at, like the club, they'll be like, you know, like be like the whole family's there. I mean, like, yeah. the, like every time that we do these, they're they're like usually like matinee shows, mm-hmm. and it's uh, like a Sunday usually. And I've been, you know, I work till like you know three a.m. the night before, right, right. And I'm there at like eleven a.m. Just <laughs> like, oh my god, here we go. And it's just like. <clears throat> Full like grandma's there with a the walker, you know. Yeah, yeah. And they're and I'm back. I'm 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 back by the sound booth by the bathroom, and like some of these people, they're like in wheelchairs, and they go back to the bath. And the, we like we don't have the most sanitary bathrooms in the <laughs> world. And I'm and I'm just like, oh boy, here we go. But but you know, it's I mean, it's good. I guess I don't know. Like, how do you think? Like like, what do you think about School of Rock and stuff like that? I mean, do, do, do like your kids play or do uh, you encourage them to play? Yeah, I, I got them lessons. Uh, the one started at five. He went to 13 where we switched. The, so the younger one was five uh, when he was 13. So we started him. Same guy, uh, you know, and he comes to the house. He teaches them on that kid. Oh, cool. And um, so I'm into that. But at the same time, like, I'm not going to pressure them sure. into it because, sure. you know, if you want it, you want it. It's right there. It's mm-hmm. literally right here. You have, you know, like a practically a club in the basement. You want to make some noise. You want to go nuts. Like I, I can like I literally whenever I have a band together, band practice starts at bedtime and the kids go to sleep. They go to bed and they're right beneath it. And is this isolated? This is no, this very is not. Isolated. No. <laughs> I see like some carpet up here, but that's just for the microphone. But. Okay. Yeah, cool. it's it's pretty much. <laughs> I think I mean, sleep through it, man. They're, they sleep. They're right having some it. pretty crazy dreams, then. I, I'm hoping so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you know, I, like I said, I had the whole preconceived notion, like, oh, these like this whole generation, you know. But at the same time, it is pumping out some pretty good talent. Sure, you know, of that, course, that would yeah, yeah. Otherwise, go undiscovered completely. Uh, sure, yeah. Because you can tell some of these kids would have never 
never thought in a million years to pick up a guitar or or voice it enough sure. to get you know what they want or whatever. So then at the same time, I, I always <clears> thought like you know like music is kind of this. I mean like you know rock, like you know rock. It's a form of like rebellion, right? And you know right. It, so if they're when getting it comes into this, it's like you must rebel against me. Yeah. <laughs> at the age of six, here's the take book the, of take, take this guitar and rebel <laughs> against me, your parent. <laughs> if I'm not angry, you're not playing it loud yeah, enough. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Fill out this rebellion logbook every day. Uh-huh. Thank you. Good night. I love you. Yeah. So um so from from high school, uh what got you into sound? Like where did where like what where'd your passion um for, was know, like, it mainly did it start at music? Did it start at like um ideas of what the how the studio works? Yeah, um well basically um after high school, I um chose the route to go to Brookdale. Mm-hmm. Um like you know Took some stuff there. I mean, like I, I kind of did it like, like, begrudgingly a little bit because right. I didn't know what I wanted to do. You know, at the same time I was like, I, I was playing music. I was in a few bands and stuff like that in high school, and like you know, I was recording in my parents' basement and stuff like that. And you know, I was kind of interested in that. And after a while, I was like, you know what? I, I actually did go to um, a uh, technical school down in Florida called Full Sail, and um. I went for uh, recording engineering and have an associate's degree in that. Unfortunately, this is at the cusp when digital was just coming right. up. So like a lot of what I learned is kind of, ob- not a lot of what I learned is obsolete, but like, you know, but I have a degree. Right. And right. Um, everything's finding and, and, you know, so I, so I got a school, I'm like, Oh, I got this group, you know, I have this, you know, behind me, even like finding work and, stu- you know, like, okay, you are you willing to intern for free for like, you know, however years. many years? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, how, like, what experience do you have? And like, no experience. And I, I just kind of fell into live sound, man. And then, um, yeah, I worked, um, worked at Brighton a little bit. And then um, I got um, looking for other jobs. I did, I mean, I worked other clubs too. I, I did like uh, lanes here and there. Um, and then I started working for cover bands, and then this one cover band wanted to hire me as their head sound engineer. And nice. And I, um, I basically went halves with um, this one band leader for a PA, and um, so yeah, so I got my own PA and stuff like that. And I'm I work like for them exclusively, but I do other stuff on the side. Like, right. Like I said, like um, like charity events and like you know everything. Right. Right. So right. with the same PA. With the same PA, yeah. Oh, cool. Um, sometimes I have to tweak it out a little bit. Like I have to, like you know, like if I'm working in a in like a freaking gymnasium for some high <laughs> school, like yeah. you know, uh, band and you know, you need more amps. And yeah, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, but I mean, I mean, I'm 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 pretty happy. I I really love the um like the small club atmosphere though. How about like the the gorilla aspect of it, where it's like, oh, I got this like weird, and you're just like, oh, all right, like I, you know, I got the mic for that, or, or you know, I, I'll I'll take care of it. just like the um where everything can change, you know, from one band to the next. Oh sure, yeah, you know, yeah. Well, that's that's one. It it, it can be like a stressful job, I guess. You know, right? Yeah, right. I mean, like when you're because I also I also work with with Charlie once in a while at, at like his studio, and like you have all the time in the world, like you don't have all the time in the world, but if something goes wrong, you have like, you know, X amount of time to fix it. Right. When something goes wrong with live sound, you have to fix it immediately. Right. While the like, band's still during going. During a ba- if a band's set, like I have to understand, like if it's just a hint of feedback, I've, you, you have to figure out where it's coming from immediately. Right. 
and isolate it and then like fix it whether it's a cable or a mic or whatever and but um so it can be kind of a stressful job sometimes like that you know like especially when you're doing like national acts and something goes wrong you know yeah because you know you're gonna get it probably near full if, no, if something really nah, goes no i mean like that i've i've well, like like when it comes to nationals, like you, you like usually like sound check before and set all the levels, make sure they're happy first of all, and during sound check, and then you know, after the twelve bands before them <laughs> play for a national, you know, right, right. That's another thing. It's, it's just, uh, but anyway, um, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a, it's like a stressful job, but you know, doesn't pay that well. But it's kind of like a labor of love. I I I kind of yeah. like. I I re- I really like working at small clubs and stuff like that. Right, right. Yeah, I see. You know, it's it's uh, it's its own culture, and uh, and you being part of it as the as yeah, the sound and guy. like and like the people I work with, and, and like a, like like a lot. Of, I met some really great friends, you included, but not through high school, but just through like you know, mm-hmm. just playing and stuff like that. I've met some really interesting, great people. Um, a lot of which I consider family. Right. Um, and yeah, you know. Yeah. So um, in high school, uh, you said you were recording. Um, what well, so? Well, oh, I, just a, I had a piece of shit task cam. Task cam, yeah, it's, it's task exactly cam what I was cassette gonna... recorder, yeah. dude. It was like four tracks, but you could do like eight if you fucking bounced everything, you right? Know? Right. And uh, you know, just like weird. I I was like back then, I was into like weird, like Sonic Youthy kind of yeah. stuff and experimental stuff. Me and my friend got into like weird experimental stuff at that time, and like you know, so like a full band or just a couple guys? No, like I around. would I would actually record a lot by myself, and like I had a drum kit, and I, I had everything. I would just nice. like layer everything, you know, and um, but then like yeah, um, I was in a band in um like the mid two thousands called the Razor Blazers, and we re- we like recorded some stuff. I don't know, do you remember Mike Sternbach? Uh, the name sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mike Sternbach. He's he's got a website called Windows Have Eyes, and um, he was in a band called Alec Lambs. Um, and we had his band called Razor Blazers, and it was fun. It was like weird, kind of like blonde redhead, kind of Sonic Youthy stuff. And, yeah. You know. Okay. All right. Well, because it sounds like you know from that you took uh, that passion, and I mean, it sounds like you had a lot of drive to do it because you were probably the guy that you know. You it were wasn't just that I had to drive to do it. It was just kind of like. I, I like this. I mean, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. if I could do this for a living, and like people say, like, oh, that's a great gig, like being a sound guy and stuff like that. It's like it's not. I mean, it's okay. Right, right, right. I mean, it's not a desk job. I'm gonna. It's, I'm not gonna tell you to jump. You know, go right ahead. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like people are like, oh, that must be a great. Like people who have like desk jobs are like, oh, that'd be a great gig. It's like sex, drugs, and rock and roll. It's like, yeah. I mean, it's cool. I mean, there are <laughs> sex, drugs, and rock and roll, <laughs> right, but like you know, at the same time, man, it's like you know, like I can't do the drugs sometimes, and I have a girlfriend, so I, it's Jay, Jay, I, really I, just the rock yeah, and roll. I'll tell you, so what? Like sometimes I'll be about, like be like behind that board and be like, I wish I had an office like desk a nine job. to five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really wish I'd had that. Some, and then sometimes you'd be like, I'm so glad I have this, this job. This is great. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's like you have. It's like any job. You have good nights. You have, you know, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. So um. So it sounds like you know, cause, you know, because you 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 kind of trivialize it in a way where you're like, sure. ah, I'd like to do it, but you were you weren't gonna let anything stop you at that point. And I know, like, I I used to do the same thing. Like, I would get um, you know, you got the 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 microphone on your stereo, and then you have uh, you know, your tape deck, and then uh, a hand recorder with the tape in it. Mm-hmm. So I'd record something into the tape, you know, mm-hmm. and then play it from the stereo. You know, with the hand recorder. And it probably sounded by, pretty cool, didn't it? And then you know, layer do another Dude, layer you know what? over it. And that was, you know, that's the beginning. Well, that's that's now. Like hipsters love that shit. Like, 
I don't mean to say anything against hipsters, but like I don't fucking the cassettes are back. Yes, like yes. cassettes. We have our cassette in the back if you want it. You know, right, right, like, right, right. We have like you know, or we'll like sing it to you and you pay it. I mean, that's that's <laughs> that's like the that's like the ultimate like you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should start doing that again because I you know you can get like two you know do like a live version uh, on one tape and then. You know, you know what I'm talking about, right? Then but it was so it, it was really so different. Like when we were growing up, like you know, like there wasn't like digital wasn't even like like prosumer like digital wasn't even like well nothing there. was cheap. Or Not, nothing. Yeah, you, if you had like ten grand, you could probably get like a digital something for like, a home recording. But now right. it's like so easy. You can do it right into your computer. You know. Yeah. And like everything's just like so easy. And like I don't know. Like I, I'm still like an analog guy. Right. I mean, like when I work in the studio with Charlie and then like, like we go straight to pro tools and stuff. Well, we're going to go straight to pro tools. We use like amps from a, from a tape machine. But, um, and that, and that goes to pro tools, but right. like I've only worked with like, um, live, uh, digital boards a few times and like, yeah, like I need, I actually need to work more with them, but like, you know, something about analog just, Especially live, where like everything's right in front of me, I know exactly where to go. I'm, yeah, I, I don't hit the wrong, you know, my my big my big stubby fingers don't hit the wrong <laughs> right. button at, at the wrong time. You know, yeah, yeah, the yeah. there's no refresh screen or passcode. You gotta oh, open up before you you go sliding something uh, uh, up or down. Mm. Yeah, you know, like I, I get the usefulness. That's that's oh, all it's, I uh, use. It's great. It's great. You know, but at the same time, I you know, and I didn't get a lot of experience on the analog, but like that's what I grew up with, just like tape recorders and you know things with sliders and knobs mm-hmm. and and little you know. Uh, um, frequency inverters, you know, like sure. oh, switch it. To, like, oh, that sounds better. Like, there's mm-hmm. a little more noise here, and it's just like all all that tinkering and figuring things out and the wiring that these people, you know, put hours of their lives into mm-hmm. to bring you this device that could do so much. Really, you know, as much as like the digital stuff. People think, oh, you can do this, you can do that. You know, it's like you can do that with this thing. You just nobody bothered mm-hmm. to 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 mess with any of the other switches or, or you know, no. faders or, or, you know, they flip it around. Like, they, there's a whole, you know. Especially with, like, recording. If you listen, I mean, like, like, I'm talking about that old, like, those old, like, Tascam recorders, you know, mm-hmm. like the old, like, um, like, you know, single cassette recorder. Um, if you overdrove the amp, w- like, the... Uh, the gain? The gain, I guess, yeah with like an acoustic guitar or something like that if you listen to stuff like neutral milk hotel or something like that, that that like that's exactly what they did they were overriding the amps that were inside of those analog consoles and that's what sounded it's it, i mean it sounds i mean i think um i think keith richards may have done that too with like a lot of um what was it uh like street fighting man or something like that uh-huh. I, like that's an acoustic guitar yeah, well, he would actually it, bring the tape recorded version of the song into the studio. That's what, yeah, but he liked like the distortion that he got on right, the right, tape, right. like the warbly, and it just sounded just like so nasty and yeah. just like oh man. And yeah, I mean, like yeah, and with the most expensive like mics and equipment, you can't yeah, duplicate it. Exactly, like you actually need yeah, a, yeah. a piece of shit yeah, piece of yeah, equipment yeah. to get that sound. Yeah, true. So. um So what's uh? So you do you do sound? You kind of fall into it. Because of your passion and and I guess just the general direction your life was heading, you were doing bands. Uh, you I guess you kept you know um, your 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 vision in a uh, kind of like a hands on you know a vision of of what it is you were trying to do. You know you 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 
put yourself through uh, sound school. Um, you were kicking around My, my parents bands. paid for that. I, put, I didn't put myself through sound school. Oh, okay. My, like, my right. parents paid for that, and I, and I love them for it. What brought you to Florida? Um, the school was there, and it was a really good school. Uh, it's, yeah, it's called Full it's, it, was, it was in like um, it was in Orlando, like, kind of like outside Orlando. I didn't I didn't really like Central Florida that much. Well, Florida gets a bad rap. I hear that. <laughs> I just you don't I hear need the to tell you that, man. Uh, just go online, <laughs> just Google like Florida, and it turns up like a mugshot list. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then you know, but then someone rolls in your door, and they're like, "Oh, we, you know, we love Florida." No, it was We're cool. No, no, yeah. I mean. It was. I mean, I mean, like, I made a lot of good friends. It, it was a really weird school because, like, they basically put like four years of education into like two and a half years. Like, I would be going to labs at right. three in the morning. Oh wow! Yeah, and this like oh, and like their whole thing was just like oh, well, the industry is like this. I'm like, <laughs> it's cool. It, you know what? Ask anybody who went to full sale, and I don't know if they still do it that way, but that's how they were doing it that way. But you know, it was a lot. It was the, it, it was the hardest thing I ever did in my life, actually. Well, it probably taught you taught you some things. Yeah, you know, yeah. Drag I, you, I, drag I you through the grinder. Yeah, I I learned a lot, made a lot of good friends, and um, it was a good. T- I I definitely learned a lot. Yeah, but I mean, like the only way that you can really learn to do it is just you know, school of hard knocks, like doing it, being hands on and stuff like that, and doing it in like real world applications. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, there was a lot like, that I learned just doing it you know and failing like you have to fail sometimes right. to learn you know like it's like it's like with anything you know like right recording right. or you know doing live stuff you know it's like okay i'll never do that again right, you know? right, right, right. Yeah, yeah and it's just funny the the, the disappointment uh sometimes cause, you know it's all just literally about doing it because you know i bought you know different mics and uh, you know this preamp for instance and yep. and you get it you set it up and you know before you've got anything done with it you're just like uh, I thought this was gonna be easier. Like what? Like well, that's what? why the that like that's why the board's over here. This yeah, really yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. So you know, just little things like that. But it's funny how you know, just a few months ago, uh, I had all this stuff, and I'm just like, all right, like I still suck. Like why? You know, like why aren't I cool yet? Like why? Like why haven't I done anything? You know, and then you you start using it, and 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 you know, you can look it up as many times as you want. Like how to not fail or like how do i make this sound cool or like whatever and you don't get any like solid descriptions yeah, for anything yeah, they're just yeah. like as soon as you a paragraph in you're just like All right, no, i don't even know a, what i just read a lot of the time there's no google answer for a lot of this no for, for, for no. anything I and think, that's what makes know? it more for fun, anything though. like no like you have to figure you, you have to fail you, you, you like you literally have to fail to figure <laughs> out how to do things right you have to fail on your own yeah horribly to figure out how to do i mean like i'm not saying like i mean i'm saying like um how long have you been doing this uh this just this, like the podcasting, um, you know, recording and like editing everything down for the last two months. I'd awesome. say. Awesome. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And you've already got nine episodes up. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, like everything sounds great. It's a pretty interesting concept, and like, cool, man. Yeah, Thanks, I man. I appreciate that. But you know, like I, I, like I've recorded myself. I spent a lot of time alone. So like, you know, I've recorded myself here with on 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 the acoustic. I've recorded drums. You know, I, I looked shit up on that. Like, I've had a couple drummers in here actually, and uh recorded just like solo like drum solo like you know i figured out how to make the, the drums or whatever and got it all separate tracks and everything so it's just like it's really just a matter of hands-on uh but i just you know remember like a few months ago i'm just like i, I don't know how to do this like i don't know you know i have all this stuff now but like, i just still don't know how to do anything and then like you know you start figuring it out and then sure. you're listening back you're like okay i guess i can bring that down and here and there and before you know it you've got like a bunch of presets everything kind of just 
is where it, you know, lives where it lives. And then you, you adjust it from there. And uh, all of a sudden it's like, you know, now I have this show where, you know, I got yeah, things. Man, this is great, man. Things prepped down here. Everything kind of just, you know, just hit go. And, uh, and, and, and then just, you know, you sit down with it and you edit it all and you find whatever music works and then uh, just become something. So. So I figured I was before you came, uh, before I texted you, I was just like trying to think of an idea, like you know how to how to kind of keep it keep it fresh. So I figured, you know, like your sound guy, you know how to work your way around microphones. I'm like, I got that, I got this new song, or whatever. So I wonder if you were interested in in uh, miking me out for oh okay. <coughs> what put it for it to just like <laughs> a, you know, like, like hey man, a, a, you know, you, you, are you gonna put me on the clock, man? I'm I'm fucking you know yeah yeah, yeah. you're gonna pay me, dude. Oh, okay, now, now you're gonna pay me. <laughs> How much per hour? No, <laughs> you can play a song, man. Go for yeah, it. Yeah, so I figured I'd do that, and this way I can get you know one of my songs out on out on the podcast. No, it's definitely, just, man. You know, just a live it. thing, just like whatever. So, all right, let me. Uh, I'm gonna run upstairs. Uh, you so. know what? I I I have to urinate. Is that a problem? Oh yeah, yeah. No, no, not at all. I'll just I'll hit stop. I'll go um, assign a mic uh, a track to that mic right there, and then uh, I like how I said urinate, and <laughs> I came through my through my earphones. <laughs> that finally, right? They kicked on. <laughs> All right, thanks again, guys. I hope you enjoyed that. That's the show for today. Uh, I'm just going to wrap this up quick. So, like I said before, uh, you can find me on iTunes, minds.podbean.com, Stitcher Radio. Uh, you know, maybe leave me some comments, uh, shoot me some emails if you like it or not. Um, and, uh, and stay tuned because I intend to keep bringing this to you two times a week. I've got some good uh, conversations coming up for you in the next couple weeks. And, uh, and I'm just racking them up, too. I'm trying to get people down here, trying to keep this content fresh, trying to maybe write some more songs that I can bring you on here so that you can uh, listen to them and, and get a little uh, heads up on what I might be bringing you in the future. So uh, thanks again, and good night, or good morning, or afternoon. Time to get on the treadmill or something. Yeah.